Hi guys and welcome to this fantastic episode of the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm very happy with with some of the uh, the podcasts we've been re- releasing lately. Um, we've somehow managed to help an awful lot of people, which I'm very very proud of. You know, uh, there's a, a huge like sort of um, purpose with a lot of what I do, and that is to help people. And we've had some great feedback with um, our episode uh, with uh, the the Shropshire Mental Health Support Takeover. Um, the, the viewership for, for that particular episode, or listenership, should I say, is through the roof. The comments we've had, um, the social media sharing, um, it's been phenomenal. So uh, thank you to the guys uh, from Shropshire Mental Health Support, Roof as well, for putting that together. If you listen to that podcast, if you shared that podcast, thank you so, so much. I think we've ha- genuinely helped a few people which I'm very happy with. And again, this episode with Kate, uh, Walking the Straight Line, um, it's, a, it's a great podcast because I feel like it's in the remit of if you want the help, if you, you, know, if you really, really want the help, it's there. It's there in abundance with what Kate is doing. Um, and so, by the sounds of it, so, so many. So thank you to Kate for coming on this podcast. Um, again, if you know someone that would appreciate hearing this as a, as a message that is very close to their hearts uh, and something that they, they want to want help with then by all means share it tag me tag them whatever it is you want to do just share it and, and let's see if we can help as many people um i definitely want to do a version two of this podcast because it's something that kind of threw me off guard a little bit you know when you're talking about something that you you're not like you don't have a lot of experience with um i kind of just let kate take over on this one um very similar to the shropshire mental health support episode because i'm i'm not an expert and so i the more i ramble on about that particular subject the more i look an idiot if i'm honest um so um i would like to do we like we turn the microphones off me and kate and we had the most amazing conversations afterwards it's it's amazing how many times that happens so kate if you're listening we're gonna have to do uh, uh the second edition of this because i think it would be great uh you're a fantastic guest uh, anyway i'm gonna leave you with this episode uh Thank you for choosing the Shrewsbury Biscuit today, and I hope you enjoy it. Catch you on the other end, folks. Hi guys, uh, welcome back. Uh, Alex Whiteley here, and today we have a great guest, um, Kate Taylor from uh, Walking the Straight Line and the Sober Effect Podcast. Um, how are you? You alright? I'm good. It's hot, isn't it? And it's I've warm. just walked over here and realising I'm not nearly as fit as I should be. So I'm good <laughs> as long as you're okay sitting across from me. No, it's fine. Absolutely fine. It's been a long day. It's been nice. I was sat here, me and Timmy, my wife was at work in Telford, and I was kind of like. Let's get out and do something. So we just went for a drive to, to Cosford. Nice free day out. Nice. You know, it's been a tiring day, but it's nice free thing to do while we walk around. Yeah. It's one of those places you start from the beginning. By the time you get to the end, it's like lunchtime. Perfect. <laughs> you know, I've never been. I'm so, I lived in Rome and I didn't go to the Colosseum. I lived there for two years and I still didn't make it to the Colosseum. I'm awful at discovering the local areas. Wow. But I'll go. Yeah, you go. You go. Oh. <laughs> You've got it. This is great. Cosworth is fantastic. He's had a great day. He's been spoiled. Um, but today we're here to talk about you and your your journey. And um, 
I'm very glad that we're, we're doing this because we're getting to talk about something I don't normally talk about. We do a lot of mental health talk. We do a lot of, um, I guess, uh, PSA stuff on, on on the biscuit, um, but when it comes to abstinence from alcohol or drugs, or um, I feel like it's, it's it's a very important thing for us to discuss because maybe there are a lot of people out there that are in a bit of denial about what they actually do intake and how they behave when they take it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why I set up my Instagram account. Really, was I just thought I'm just going to be really honest about my experiences and how I felt and how I feel now and you know, people are constantly contacting me privately and just saying, you know, I don't comment on any of your stuff. I don't necessarily, um, you know, I, I don't share your stuff. I haven't got an image on my account, but I, I look at all of your posts and they make so much sense. And, and some people sort of say, I haven't had a drink for a month now. And it's just, it's really important, I think, for everyone, if they feel comfortable talking about anything like you said, mental health, a problem they've got with, with drinking, with drugs, with anything. If you talk about it, you're sharing the problem. You realise there are other people out there with a similar problem. There are always other people out there. You know, people aren't alone. Whatever you're going through, you find other people, don't you? And that's where social media is amazing because you will find them and they might be on the other side of the world, but they'll be there and they'll, you'll be able to converse with them. Are you, are you helping a lot of people? Can you gauge on how many people are interacting with you and actually sort of following your journey? Um, no, I mean, I, I I have no idea, but I get, you know, I get 100 comments on everything I post. I get probably five. That's a good, that's a good gauge. Yeah, <laughs> I get five or six um, direct messages every day from people either telling me um, that they're starting or asking for advice or saying, I just wanted you to know that I've I've just had been to a wedding and I didn't have a drink and I just wanted to share it, things like that. Every day I will get at least four or five messages. So, That's pretty nice. You know, but it's worldwide. So it's, it's people all over and it's, it's, you can be anonymous online if you want to. So people feel really comfortable because they know that you understand and you won't judge them. And I love that. And actually the sober community, which is what we refer to it as, is amazing because in most communities that you find, you will have competition whether it's about, you know, a, a job or a clothes or makeup or you're an influencer and you're selling this. With the sober community, everyone wants everyone else to succeed every day. And when you do, everyone cheers you on. And there's nothing else like that. We all want everyone to get to stay exactly the way they are. We want to help each other. And there's no nastiness on there at all. There really isn't. It's incredible. That's really nice to see. I remember, so one of my podcasting influences come, come you know, first, when I first started listening to podcasts was Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, which is Kevin Smith podcast that he did with Jay, Jay Muse. I mentioned it a few times on the show where Jason Muse from the movies Dogma and Jay and Silent Bob, um, he had a, a bit, uh, quite a bit of a problem. And um, they put him into rehab, they brought him back, but they started this podcast, weekly podcast, where they can get together in a room full of an audience and be like, hey, Jace, how are you? And Jay would just tell him what he's been up to that week. And he would, the, the, gosh, the show got so big, so magnificently big that wherever we go in the world, people are like, are you all right, Jay? Are you still no. clean? How are things? Yeah. And you just have the support network yeah. across the whole world. It's amazing how, like you said, how supportive that can be. It is. And, and, you know, a lot of people who I speak to have been in the most awful situations. They've been very, very close to dying. Um, yeah. they've, they've lost everything. 
they've been homeless, you know, they've been they've they've lost their families, their jobs, they've yeah. been in rehab ten times, whatever. And they are so grateful to be alive and they have not only survived, they've come through and they found this new lease of life and they want other people to get to where they are. And it's just this positive, kind of wonderful, supportive vibe going on. And it's all there's always someone there. So whenever you're kind of feeling, oh, I feel like I really want to go out and get wasted, you can get online and someone will immediately reply to you because there's tens of thousands of people and they will always be encouraging. Um, and, I, and I wasn't expecting that. You know, when I stopped drinking 17 months ago, I set up an Instagram account and people who know my personal account will think Kate's rubbish at Instagram. She posts once every six <laughs> months and it's a picture of her kid or her dog or something. And I just thought, I'm going to do this for me. It's going to keep me accountable. It's going to be a kind of a diary. And it means that if I'm going on every day and posting, it's more likely I'll come back tomorrow. And I'm not going to go, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to go and open a bottle of wine. But I had no idea how powerful and what an important part of my life it would become and it really has become that and now I have a podcast with a wonderful woman that lives over in the states and we interview really inspirational people and it's just it, it's become a really big part of my life that I absolutely love and and yeah it's a complete shocker and it's helped keep me sober without a doubt I love it I love what I love, I love everything about what you just said. <laughs> no, because it really is. It, it shows it shows a metamorphosis from um, from you know something that maybe you were embarrassed about or something that you weren't happy with mm -hmm. into something you can prosper towards. Yeah. And with a, with a with a backing network of what you said is thousands. Of, it sounds like the perfect transition that somebody might need because these things aren't easy. They're not easy. I mean, we we I've spoken to, spoken to people about about addiction before, and I know it's it really is just like one of the worst things to get over you know and so the fact that there's a support network out there like that is really yeah. encouraging really 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 nice it is and you know i mean i there's so many different levels of alcohol um abuse and there are so many different ways to to deal with it there's there's rehab there's alcoholics anonymous there's all these different things and you know i was someone i didn't drink during the day i i could have a day off so physically, I wasn't addicted. I wouldn't start shaking if I didn't have a drink. But I was drinking every night. And I could drink a bottle of wine and not get drunk because I've been drinking since I was 14, 15. And I was a complete ladder, you know. And I, I, went, I lived in London, drinking in the parks with my friends, super tenants extra, smoking music on, graduated to the, to the age where I was allowed in bars, started going to bars. I went moved to New York. I immediately found the Irish community. Wow lived there, went out getting trashed, two hours sleep, into work. You know, mummy wine culture came along when I had kids. You know, I took a break from alcohol for nine months. Sex in the city thing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> and, and everywhere you look, alcohol is available. It's even at school plays. Well, you'll know this. You go to the Christmas carol concert, whatever it's called at school now, and you'll be offered mulled wine or you go to sports day or presentation days. It's everywhere. It's so normalized that I felt like the odd one out when I decided to stop drinking. Um, but I knew it wasn't making me happy. You know, I was waking up every morning and my first thought was, I know you haven't even asked me about this, but I'm, I'm a talker, so I'll just no, carry fine. on. No, no, it's this podcast. Uh, talking <laughs> <laughs> I, woke, I was waking up every morning and my first thought was, I don't like myself. Why did I have a drink again? You know, why, why am I doing this? Why can't I just stop drinking? And, and to wake up every day and your first thought is negative about yourself, you cannot be happy. 
you think about it, you cannot be happy in life if you wake up like that every morning. And of course, you know, I didn't get bad hangovers, which I used to show off about. But actually, it's because I drank so much. I was always drunk. I mean, I've always had alcohol in my system because it lasts for four or five days. I mean, the toxins last for 10 days in in your body. So when you think of it that way, I, I was showing off about it, but actually it was really sad. It was not funny at all. And, you know, I was just popping open a bottle of wine because it's like oh well you know it's six o'clock of course or if it's the weekend and you have a picnic or weddings you'll have champagne or if the tennis is on we'll have pims or mulled wine at winter there's always a reason to drink and there's always something that fits it there's a whiskey if there's a fire on we've associated every single thing you do in life there is an alcohol that goes with it but at the end of the day what i have realized is that i was i No one ever said to me, I think you should stop drinking. I didn't have that kind of problem that it was ruining my life at all. But I knew that I was, you know, I was running on one cylinder. And actually I had 10. But because I'd lived like that for so long, I didn't know what I was missing out on. Yeah. But there was something in there that said to me, Kate, stop it and see what you're capable of. And actually I I pulled my phone out when I was drunk on the 20th of December, a week before Christmas. The house is packed full of booze. And I filmed myself really drunk on my phone and I was sobbing into the camera. You know, no one was there. So it was quite a safe thing to do because it was just for me. But I was saying, this isn't you. Please stop doing this. So I was basically begging my sober self to stop drinking. And and I think somewhere deep in my drunken mind, I thought this will, you'll have to sit up and listen to this and you'll have to look at yourself and it's going to be really embarrassing. And that's what I did. And I haven't had a drink since. It makes you wonder, like, when we're in our, you know, late teens, early 20s, maybe younger, I don't know, makes you wonder what kind of psychological and maybe chemical damage you're doing this party lifestyle that we all tend to. We've all been young, dumb, and full of rum. I was yeah. uh, very wonderful. That was good. No, <laughs> we've all been in that stage, and it's quite, you, it's not just normalized, it's encouraged. Yeah. Out, lads, 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 all this stuff, lads, holidays, getting absolutely sloshed. I've been there, I've done it, you know? Yeah. But it makes you wonder, like, what are you doing to your body later on in life? You know, the psychological thing that normalizes can absolutely obliterate it. You know, we were just talking before we hit record about uh, my old podcasts and stuff. And like, I was thinking, I've been thinking a lot about today about, do I have a drinking problem? Because I, I genuinely don't drink a lot. <laughs> I said, the last few days I have, because the weather's been nice, but I'm beer garden, so I'll have a pint, I'll have a pint, I'll have a pint. And it got to a point, where I was like, I've drank every single day for the last five days. Not like absolutely getting mental, but like a pint in the in the beer garden. Um, I remember I made a, a conscious choice to really cut back on my drinking. Um, when was it? Just before we moved to Shrewsbury. 2016, my wife will remember, she sat here. I got so drunk, um, I came home, I was... I was a knob. I'm not going to lie. I was a knob because I was drunk loud. Yeah. And uh, my wife was like, I'm not having this. I go to my mom's or she went to my mom's, I think, actually. I woke up on the landing. I woke up on the landing, like starfished across the landing. And I was never been so embarrassed in my entire life. Like I completely blacked out. And I was like, I'm, this is my podcast. I can say this. I'm happy to say this because it was a horrible moment for me. And I was like, I'm not going to get that drunk again. And I haven't. I don't think I've got that drunk again since. Um, but then, uh, there were a couple of moments during the podcast thing. Um, Thor's game was something that was my old podcast. It was kind of getting a bit unhinged cause I'd have a few drinks, 
Tom Bruno would have a smoke. He's in Vermont. It's legal. Um, <laughs> and we'd get a little bit unhinged. And I was kind of like, nah, I've, I've got the shoes of a biscuit now. I need something that's a bit more sophisticated that we can marry up with that. So the drinking's going to stop. And then episode three, I think it was, of You Suck, this brand new thing we created, we interviewed Adam Pernell, uh, the Shropshire lad, you know, great yeah, guy. I him, yeah. And I got, so I was doing keto and it was my first like night off, key, off keto and I'd had a few drinks and I was drinking rum. And I got so <laughs> I got so drunk that it, the episode started off with me being sounding my same my same professional self, and then towards the end of it, I was just a little bit slurring. I was totally and I had to spend like three hours editing this episode because I had a sober version of it where I cut out all the bad bits and a drunk version. And the, actually, the fans begged me to release the, the drunk version, and it's embarrassing. Did you release it? I released it in the end. It's out there somewhere. It is out there. You can still listen to all the episodes of You Suck. So if you find there is a an Adam Pennell <laughs> clean version. A peak <laughs> spike in listening and downloads. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. So really, maybe I do have a problem where I need to cut back a bit. Do you know, everyone listening will have had those yeah. instances you know the starfish on the and, and they'll be a lot worse you know i was hit by a car when i ran out in the road i'd, I'd snuck into the groucho club in london i would got really drunk with friends i came out someone took my bag and without looking i ran out after them and i got hit by a car and the paramedic said Are you okay yeah it was fine the paramedic said you should have broken your arms and your legs but you were so drunk you've bounced oh, wow. um you know and that's just one thing that i've fallen through glass doors and and woken up in bathtubs in houses i don't know where i am i literally go outside in london i'm like okay i need to find a bus stop and try and see what it says on it because i have no idea do you remember that, that it was a it was a video that went viral like look, a couple of years ago as a guy woke up in the wrong house and he was in he was and he filmed it and they, they made him breakfast and everything because they understood and they, they were really nice to him but it could have ended so badly it could and actually you know these are the kind of things that I, I, I'm okay and I was lucky, but there is a really sinister side to alcohol. People get very vulnerable. They make bad decisions. They have really bad accidents. It just takes a slip. And, you know, it happens here in town. You know, people fall into the river and it's heartbreaking and it's so sad. And, you know, but to go back to what you said about a drinking problem, you get all these sort of quizzes in magazines that go, do you drink during the day? Do you do this? Do you do that? How many units? And then it tells you at the end, are you an alcoholic? Now, I, I don't use the word alcoholic for me. I don't like it for anyone, quite frankly. But it's not about having having an alcohol problem. It's about what alcohol gives you, in my opinion. So if when you drink, it, it has a negative effect on you, that doesn't matter if it's a glass a month or every day, if alcohol is having a bad effect on your life, it's not good for you. And it's literally that simple. Okay. That's how I see it. And I I would never tell anyone not to drink. My husband still drinks. I, I don't mind being around people who are drinking. I don't like I was going to lead on to like... Yeah, I don't, I don't like being around people who are drunk. You know, I just politely mm. leave because I just, I, I find it incredibly boring. Um, We've all I, been the designated driver. We know it's like, I, I'm it's always the designated driver now. <laughs> but, now yeah, 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 popular. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just one of those things. I, I wanted more and, and the damage, the things like, you know, alcohol causes seven types of cancer. And you see people doing these fundraisers for, for cancer charities and they're having Prosecco. And you're like, do you understand that it's just not right. People aren't aware of the facts of alcohol. It's really dangerous. And it's not just dangerous because you're going to fall over in the street or you're going to get drunk and you could end up, 
you know, in, in a really dangerous situation. It's dangerous because it causes mental health problems. It causes masses of anxiety and stress. Yeah. And it also causes diseases. You know, we had a nurse on, on our podcast who worked in end-of-life care with people who had been drinkers all their life. And it was horrific what she was saying. And I'm not saying everyone who has a drink is going to die. I mean, come on, I, I realise that. I'm saying, for me, I realised... And, and since I stopped drinking, I have realized how much my development was stunted because of alcohol. And I didn't realize that before because everyone was doing it. It was accepted by everyone. How could it be so bad for you? If you're almost, you're almost shunned if you're not going to come out with your mates. Of course, you? but people are. I know people who, are, who drink because they won't be able to hang out with certain groups of people if they don't. Boring. If they don't. <laughs> but people say that to me. I love it now. I say I'm sober. I'm, I'm really proud of it. Uh, yeah, you um, should be. You should be. But, but I, you know, that's me. I had to do it that way. In order to do this, I had to go, right, this is it. This is me and tell everyone because that's how I do things. Otherwise, yeah. I would have snuck back into the pub. <laughs> what did you have to, did you have to replace alcohol with anything? Was there anything, was there any burning desires that you switched it up for? It's really weird because the, one of the, the biggest problems when people give up is where do I get my dopamine hit from? And, I I didn't drink for confidence. I've always been confident with or without alcohol. With or without alcohol. I didn't have to drink before I went to a party because I thought, how will I manage to speak to people? I didn't drink for nerves. I, I didn't get anxiety. I drank because my brain goes at 100 miles an hour and I like to slow it down. And it was an instant slowdown for me. So for me... I've been really bored in the evening. When I stopped drinking, I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I normally would open a bottle of wine. I don't want to go for a run. I, I don't like running. And that's been interesting because when you strip all of the mind-altering stuff out of your life and you're just stripped bare and it's like, I'm Kate, this is me, you have to take a really hard look at yourself. But it's also fascinating because you think, what do I actually want to do? And it's quite fun to go out and find hobbies. I'm in my 40s. I haven't done this since I was a teenager to actually go, I, I need to fill my time. I've got time all of a sudden. I've also got a lot more money because alcohol's expensive. Mm. And I can, you know, I could make something or I'm going to go out for, I'm going to start joining a gym or I'm going to start swimming or walking with friends or I might take a trip to Scotland on my own and, and buy a book and read it in two days and not leave the hotel room. It's things like that and it's, it's about finding ways in life that you can get that dopamine hit and that sense of life is worth it. There's exciting things to look forward to rather than opening that bottle at the end of the night. And that I have found fascinating because I feel like I'm learning to love myself. That sounds so corny and hallmarky. No, I've heard that quite a bit. It's all about um, forgive enough forgiveness, gratefulness, um, gratitude. It is. And it's self-care. It's, yeah. it's finally looking after yourself. And I tell you what, when you're not going to bed and feeling like crap and you actually put your pajamas on you wash your face and you wake up and you've had a really good sleep because you don't sleep when you've had a drink you don't properly go into a deep no, it's sleep. a chemical sleep isn't yeah. it yeah so you suddenly have all this energy and you've they call it pink clouds in, in the kind of sober community they say oh you're having that pink cloud moment when everything feels euphoric and it's because you suddenly realize life is 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 wonderful and that's for people who drink a lot so you know you say you pop to the pub every now and then that's fine but for people who have gotten into the habit of drinking every night even if it's a glass of wine a night mm. you have no idea how different your life would be if you cut it out I was following, I don't know if you, uh, 
Sober October was uh, Bert Kreischer was doing it, who's one of my favorite podcasters, stand up comedians. And I was like, oh, I don't drink enough alcohol to do that because I like I've got like a couple of cans in the fridge which I wouldn't even touch for months and months and months. I genuinely, so I was like, oh, there's no point in me doing that. But the changes that I watched him go through were phenomenal. He lost loads of weight. He was like more switched on. He was more organized. Um, his his comedy came to him quicker and stuff. And those those benefits to me were just phenomenal to see because Bert Kreischer as a comedian has always been the down a beer, whip his top off and get out, get, you, you know. So to see that those changes were actually quite impressive. I'm a bit worried about him now though because he just released a movie and he's just getting absolutely plastered all the time. Oh no. I think he's just like, he's like repressed himself a little bit and now he's like, Ugh! yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is that a, is that a danger? Repressing your body from it? No. What do you mean when you stop drinking? Yeah, like when you stop when you stop drinking and then maybe fall fall off the wagon or something. You know, it's so it's so individual. Um, I mean, some people can't just go cold turkey because they die. You know, they have to go into rehab. They have to take I've seen, certain I've seen that drugs, and I've seen that so it, it really is individual. And it, it's you can't. I certainly. I'm not a doctor or a psychologist or anything. You know, I'm a writer. I've got nothing to do with alcohol in my normal day. But what I will say from what you've just said is that in my experience, I was really worried that my creativity would take a nosedive when I stopped because I was like, oh, I'm going to get really drunk. I'm going to get a canvas out. I'm going to paint an amazing picture. And I did it. And I'm like, this is incredible. And the next one, I'm like, this is crap. And I'd throw it away because it was never was good. But I, you know, I would come up with creative stories. I've written Dip for Disney. I've, I work for the UN and I, I'm very much like I've got to have my brain, which is where my... You work for the UN? I, I write. I just wrote a course about working in war zones um, for people who work for the UN. So it's a three hour long course and wow. it's interactive. Do you know and Dr. I, Phil Git- Gittins? No. No, oh, he's, he's from local. He's been... He the UN is... Ma- massive. Ma- yeah, he does the peace building stuff. Right. Yeah. But it, so it was that, and I had to write scenarios and about, you know, That's if big you're stuff. confronted That's with a child soldier and you're not allowed to kill them because they're nine and all this stuff, you might not want to put this in here. That's fine. <laughs> um, and, and I just thought, I'm going to be so boring. And again, it's what society told me. I am so much better at my job now that That's I've stopped nice drinking. Um, I have so many more ideas and they're not garbage, you know, more of them are good because they're not fueled by alcohol. And we think we're hilarious. All you have to do is be sober and go out and sit around a group of drunk people coming up with ideas to realise how much rubbish they talk. But you think when you're in the in the moment that you need it, but actually it's just another excuse to drink. All these things, like you said, the sun's shining, so I had a beer in a beer garden. Why would you drink a mind-altering liquid because the sun's shining it's we're constantly fed this stuff that that's okay and that's what you should do my wife's firmly nodding but my wife does not drink by the way she does not drink <laughs> she'll give you a high five, high five. We, and again you know here's me sort of talking about people are like i wouldn't say pester people to drink but like lean on people come on have a drink with yeah. us i've done that with my wife many times new year's eve we'll, we'll buy my wife some some drink and like come on let's have a drink you know and Okay, why is that? Do you think that's my question? For it's you. social social uh, convention, isn't it? And I feel I feel guilty for it now. I'm speaking to you because it, it, it is a, it <laughs> is a feel guilty. But like it is a normal it, yeah. it is a normalized thing in society. Like I said, it's mm-hmm. social convention. New Year's Eve, you're not gonna have a drink on New yeah. Year's Eve. What? That's insane. Like, and that's how we all kind of but think. Why? If you're allergic to peanuts, you know you're not gonna go. Well, we're at the beach, eat a peanut. 
It, yeah. It's like it's bad for you. It doesn't matter if the sun's shining, if someone's getting married, if it's your kid's 18th birthday. Why is alcohol part of it? It's bad for you. Yeah, and I once agree. you once you realise that, and you say, well, like people who say I can take it or leave it, I just think, why on earth are you drinking? Because if you really don't have a problem with it, that's amazing. Step away. There's no benefits. It brings so many things. But but people like the feeling they get from alcohol, and and if you if people are going to be honest, that is the truth. People like other people drinking. It's a drug, isn't because it? Because they they are getting drunk and they feel comfortable around other people who yeah. are in that same state, and and that's the kind of stuff that I I speak about because I'm like I'm sorry, that is my experience, and people are afraid to admit that. I have been an absolute mess. I've been a liability. I cannot believe I've ever had a boyfriend for longer than three days. <laughs> I can't believe I still have friends. You know, I've been picked up out of gutters. I've fallen asleep at dinner tables during dinner at people's houses that I've never been to before. And I've woken up at two o'clock wow. in the morning on their sofas. Like, where am I? And that was embarrassing. And I mean, embarrassment levels have reached it. But do you know what? When you when you stop and you say, I'm moving forward in life, I think it's really important to park all of that behind you. Because I tell you what, the people have been dealing with all of that all my life. They don't need to now deal with me feeling sorry for myself and bring it all up again. It's like, you can do what you want in your life. I'm choosing to eliminate something that's not good. I need more of you in my life. This is what I need. <laughs> that moment That'll be clarity. 20 quid, Alex. Be 20 quid. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> I've been, I feel like I've been jumping from cloud to cloud at the moment because like, I've not been struggling so much with... Um, my creativity is more of a fact that everything's all up in the air at the moment because I'm switching jobs and mm -hmm. there's lots going on. So uh, it's really hard to schedule things. So like jumping from podcast to podcast is like, is something I don't normally do. So normally I like to look at my schedule and go, this is what we're doing for the next month or so. Mm -hmm. There's our schedule. At the moment I'm hopping from one thing to another and it's driving me insane. And it's really, really is affecting my creativity. So I do a bit of, um, bit of freelance um, content creation stuff on the, on the side and um, <laughs> I got all this content for, for one of my uh, commissions. And uh, I, I was like, what am I going to do with it now? How am I going to put this all together? And it, it came to me, I'm not even joking. It's, it, isn't, it isn't like a, ooh, I dreamt it. And I jumped out of bed and I put it in the in the configuration I had dreamt. And then I was like, oh my God. I feel Amazing. like I'm just getting by by these little blips. Yeah. But at the moment, it seems like there's a bit of clarity. I can sort of see... The vision in this mag because we're going into festival season right now. I can now sort of see there's a bit of clarity. I'm not jump hopping from yeah. thing to thing. Um, so it's nice to have that moment of clarity. So I'm jealous that you're yeah. you're going not jealous. I'm, I'm envious of of what you're this moment of yeah. And it's not there. It all is. I can it's see not it. A moment. I've been like this since I stopped. It has literally. I was so scared, and I thought I'd be the most boring person in Shropshire. I thought, what am I going to do? I've drunk Any my boost whole of adult. Is just and I just thought, oh my, oh, I just, but I have to stop. I have to see what I'm capable of and who I am. And it has been amazing and it is just getting better and better. And to know that I don't wake up, I wake up looking forward to the day ahead. I never wake up looking backwards thinking, what did I say? What did I do? Why did I drink? You know, that bottle of alcohol does not have control over me anymore. I don't mm. want it. I, don't, I certainly don't need it. I never did need it. I used it. Has it completely it. affected your character then as a human being? No, I mean, I'm the same Stop person. I, I'm the same person. I'm just much happier. 
Um, and I'm much more alert. I'm better with my kids. My kids are my biggest fans, you know, and I'm very open. And my husband always says, you, you really need to stop being so honest with the children. <laughs> Cause I'm like, Do you remember me, John? Do you remember when I fell over in the cup? <laughs> and, you know, they're 12 and 14 now. And But I think it's really important because they not only can I talk about alcohol with them, they can see that you can do whatever you want. If something's not right in your life, you can say, I, I'm going to change that. It's good to be frank with your kids. I feel I feel like me me and Timmy, he's eight. Um, we started very first conversation about puberty today. Mm-hmm. He's eight years old. He needs to know about this yeah. stuff. And I'm not going, oh, do you know what's going to happen? I'm, I'm, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to buy you a can of deodorant because very soon yeah. you're going to turn into a stinky teen. You're I'm going to, yeah, so you are going to have deodorant now. You're going to learn to, because you know what's coming around yeah. the corner, but we had this conversation. I feel like the more you shy away from these things, the more you show embarrassment about these things, that will then reflect on the kids, won't it? And they're gonna. He, someone's gonna tell them lies at school, and he's gonna come home and go. When you finally do talk about it, he'll go. But but two years ago, someone told me this was the truth, and you're just gonna bury your head in your hand and go. Why didn't I just sit him down and tell him? Because he's believed this ridiculous story. It. it you sh- I'm not embarrassed anymore, and I think that's why I talk so much about my my journey, if you want to call it, or just my my life since I've stopped, because. I know that all these other people that that I that I speak to online or, or who listen to my podcast, you know, and, and you must know this because you must get feedback and it's positive And I just I'm so happy for them because I know how transformative it will be in their lives. I've never, ever met anyone who regrets stopping drinking. It's it's those moments of uh, positive, affirm- not affirmation, because that's what you do for yourself, but those positive feedback. Um as I think it's helped me get this moment of clarity I've got now yeah. to, to, because um, I've had some really, really like I did an interview about, about mental health um, a couple of weeks ago uh, with Ruth Pemberton and she was like, well, the, 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 the podcast, the biscuit was my, my lockdown lesson and it really helped. And I was like, Oh my God, that mm. really meant a lot to me. And then this letter I got from Lincoln Davis, but the uh, award ceremony it's reminded me that we're doing good things. You know, because sometimes I take this show for granted. I'm like, oh, listeners, I haven't been that good. This, the listen, the, no, the, the listens have not been good. The listens, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> the downloads. The downloads, yeah. Oh, my God, the downloads haven't been like, so good this month. But I'm like, but there's still thousands of people listening. And imagine you know how I mean? many people <laughs> in a room. Imagine 100 people in a room. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Silently yeah, yeah, yeah. listening yeah. to what you've got to say for an hour. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And that's just... what we have. But this is, again, society, and this is a whole other conversation this is us. Oh, I'm not good enough. Imposter syndrome. All yeah, these yeah. things. Actually, you're doing something amazing and you're helping people. And whether that's one person this week or 5,000 people next week, it really doesn't matter because that one person could have a domino effect. And, and you know, when I talk to people and I take the time to reply to DMs, which I do every single one, I know that if that mum is happier, her children are going to be happier tomorrow because her, their mum didn't get drunk last night. Or I know this, and the knock-on effect is huge. Yes, of course, yeah. And that's that's what makes this um, even more fantastic because it's not just exciting for me. You know, most people you meet who have, have stopped drinking and who talk about it probably had a pretty messy drinking career. But that also makes them incredibly interesting people because they've come out of it and they share stuff and then they share stuff. And it's just, it's... I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know how to finish that sentence. I'm just, have I spoken for about an hour anyway? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm loving this. I'm loving this because um, it's, this isn't something I thought I, I would struggle with, but like, because I've not, 
I, I, I put a question out today on Instagram um, because I've never had to abstain from a substance or a thing before. Um, we went on keto for a bit. I gave up food. That was good, though. I enjoyed that. You gave up potatoes or something. No potatoes, no bread, no I've pasta, no milk. Yeah, it's, it, and it was good. It's good. You get a bit dizzy. Yeah. yeah. Have a carrot. No. <laughs> I love the energy. The energy, yeah. the energy I used yeah. to get off that, and I, I, I used to buzz off that. But I think um, the one thing I am giving up at the moment is to do with my uh, imposter syndrome uh, mandy taylor from mandy taylor coaching is great i went to one of her seminars to talk about imposter syndrome and i've been putting the, the tools she gave me to good use um and i have been being more positive and more grateful for the things i do so uh, it's been a real battle for me to try and accept that i'm good at something yeah, you know, and that's not me trying to be like fish for compliments no, 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 oh no alex you're amazing at what you do but i'm no. the same yeah i'm the same i get it so uh, that's one thing I'm giving up is being negative to myself. And that's really hard. <laughs> Don't yeah. get me wrong. But not as much as uh, giving up something like alcohol or drugs. Um, has it made you look at anything else in your life that you may be attached to that's maybe not unhealthy? No, I'm perfect in every other way. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I... Actually, no, that wasn't a show. No. Um, I, I think that's a soundbite of the show, by the way. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm perfect. And every... oh God, please don't do that. Everyone will be spitting at me as I walk past in the street. No, uh, I'm. I I think because I get a lot of sleep and because I'm more aware. And I also, when I used to drink, I'd open a packet of crisps or eat a whole bag of Twiglets or I'd make a sandwich or, you know, I would eat much more unhealthily. And also, when you've had a drink the night before or a bottle of wine you feel like fat and salt the next day. That's what we crave. So you eat so much more unhealthily. I've lost a stone without doing any exercise and without eating anything differently in my main meals. Good. I'm glad. And that's purely yeah. because I've cut out 800 calorie bottles of wine and because I've stopped snacking on things and because I'm getting rest, my, my metabolism's getting better. And it, it's things like that. I'm much more active because I've got more energy because I'm not hungover or continuously, uh, you know, have, having alcohol in my, in my blood or whatever. Um, and I'm more interested, and I think I'm more interesting. But you'd have to ask other people about that. But. That's what I was going to lean on to is um, socially, and I don't mean this in any negative way, but as it affects your social life, as as the less people going uh, calling you out because they're like, oh, she's not so much. Yeah, it's awkward, you know. Definitely. Yeah. But you know what? I think, it, and this is this is one of the questions I get asked so much, or or. or conundrums that people message me about and they say my friends have gone out and they haven't invited me I'm finding this really hard and I just think you know if people judge you because you're not drinking they are not and, and they judge you in a negative way that says everything about them and nothing about you because what anyone who said to me I am doing something that will make me happier make me safer and make me healthier if I if they were a friend of mine I would say that's amazing now, if I'm saying I'm going to sneak around and go out, I'm not going to invite them. People have gone out and, and I haven't been invited. And I've gone, why am I upset about that? Because I wouldn't have said yes. And they know that. Mm. And actually, I've I've gotten through that. And a lot of people I don't see anymore, I, I they were only drinking friends because they drank a lot. And they didn't make me feel like I was drinking a lot because they drank at the same speed. You know, It'd be an awkward one for me because I'd be like, like you said, you know, don't get upset because I wouldn't have gone anyway. But I'd still be like, if I didn't ask you, I'd feel like I'd been... Same with Verity, right, my co-host. If I very quickly land on something and I go, oh, i got to do this. If I didn't ask Verity to come with me, even though it's like the next day and really short notice and very unprofessional, 
I'd feel bad that I hadn't asked her, but at the same time, it's really unprofessional to go, do you want to come to this thing tomorrow? Yeah. You know, like if, I, if, if, if I hadn't asked you, I'd feel really bad, self-conscious yeah. about that, you know? So I'd be like, how do you communicate with someone that I still love you very much? I'd still like to come out with you, but I don't want to encourage you because it's not something you're, you're comfortable with. Do you know what I mean? You just say, do you, do you want to come? And do you mind? You know, we'll obviously be drinking. Yeah. Do you want to come? There's loads of amazing alcohol-free beers. I go to pubs and Have drink Have you checked those. out Dry by Choice? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mark yeah. Up. I, I, I've been to one of their get-togethers. Um, I got invited to that, and I, I, one of them, um, but I didn't go. I was so busy. So busy. You probably would have met me there, actually, because I, I went to that and did a write-up for the My Shrewsbury magazine. Oh, wow. Um. But that's a great place. But there's so, and I love, I never drank beer, but I love alcohol-free beers. And I will go to parties and people won't even know that I'm not drinking because I've got a glass or a beer or something. Not that I feel like I have to for them. No. I mean, I've, I've been somewhere before and someone I didn't know when I said, no, thanks, I don't drink, said, are you an alcoholic in front of another group of people? And I thought, you're really lucky that I am who I am because yeah. that's really rude. Um and it's a really sensitive question and I'm thick skinned and actually I'm okay. And if you want to talk to me about this, believe me, you're going to run away from me in five minutes because I can talk forever. But people have, people feel awkward, but it's always to do with them. And in, in his case, he was drinking a lot and he said it because it was almost like, oh, I, I, yeah, this, you must be in a really, I'm not in that category. And people constantly go, well, how much did you drink? Oh, I don't drink that much. It's like, as I said before, if, if you have one beer and it gives you awful anxiety the next day or it makes you phone up an ex or it makes you not sleep well, alcohol's a problem. You cannot, there's no checklist. It's literally up to you whether when you drink, does it make life worse? And if the answer is yes, why are you doing it? You know, yeah. but, but people feel uncomfortable because it's not the norm, but it's becoming more normal. And especially with teenagers and, and people in their 20s, they're really, and maybe it's because people like me were so drunk that they're like, I do not want to get in that state as my parents. But, you know, people are, especially in America, they're not drinking and they're saying it's so, it's bad for you. And it's becoming a bit like smoking over there. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the, apparently one of the, the kind of places where you should invest your money is alcohol-free drinks. It's about to just explode because so many people are changing um and i hope it's true i don't know if it's true but this is what i hear um oh, that's cool you know yeah because i know they've, they've they've changed the way they sell alcohol now they're doing the spritzes stuff rather than the uh the the beers and stuff you know the white claws and stuff because it's not so heavy which is which is great it's a step in the right direction but at the same time you just drink more of them don't you, <laughs> you know what I mean? like if you like, want to get drunk you will drink as much as you want of whatever yeah, you want yeah. to get what you want to get out of it and that's the truth and actually no one can be told i know this for a fact you can't if you tell someone they have to stop drinking for example people who are put into rehab by their families or given an ultimatum i will leave you if you don't stop they will go back to it or they'll resent you which means the relationship's foiled anyway People have to come to the realisation on their own. And that's kind of why I do what I do, because I say, this is my story. This is what I've realised. And then people will say, I can really relate to that. Mm. And it's that, you know, that's it. I am not someone who's going to go around preaching about, you know, oh, you shouldn't drink. I don't look down my nose. My husband will open a drink and sit next well, to me. This is what I get from your Instagram. It's there for people that want to find it. That, that, yeah. that would, it's not like, in your face, this is what I'm doing. It's... This is a really positive thing. 
and I'm here to help you if you yeah. want it. And that's what I get from your Instagram, which is it's a very nice welcoming place if you want to be there. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um it's a it's a it's a, always a difficult thing to give up something. Um and especially if it's gonna alter the way you you, you uh, go out and do things. But um I guess if you if it's affecting you in any way, like you said, and you you find the right. I, I mean, are there people out there that are role models in this sort of thing? I mean, I, apart from yourself, of course, um, that that are just out there. I mean, I know John Mulaney's just done a very very like personal stand up about his um, his drug rehab session, which blew my mind. Actually, I was like, that was one of the bravest things. Of it. If you've not seen that, go and watch John. Not for the kids. Uh, <laughs> in fact, there was a kid. In None the- of this is really for the kids. <laughs> uh, John Mulaney, he's a very famous voice actor and stand-up comedian. He was um, Spider-Ham in, in Spider- Spider- the Spider-Verse thing. He, he did a very good thing. So there's good role models. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody that you can think of that's... Do you know, Dave Wilson is someone who... He used to do a show with uh, Peter Andre on TV where they did up houses for people, like a makeover thing. Um, and he's he's a real inspiration to this whole kind of sober community. I'm going to a party in Swindon in a couple of weeks that he's hosting a sober party and he's got his own podcast, one for the road. And he's someone who I messaged and he's got, you know, like 90,000 followers and he's, he's just kind of like a celebrity in the sober world. And I just sent him a message and he replied and I just thought that's so amazing. I'm just a nobody. And he's, he's, someone I really look up to and he's just a normal bloke, but he talks to really incredible people around the world. And he's just, he's always there. And again, this is what I'm saying. These people, because he's, you know, was sitting there drinking, you know, two liters of vodka with all his curtains shut behind his sofa um, in the dark so that no one knew he was in at night and, and literally nearly died. He's come out of it and he's so excited about the sober movement and about being sober that he kind of emanates this kind of positivity and just being around him. And he does all these parties and he's he's a coach, I think, as well. So he's someone I have always looked up to. But, you know, there's a woman in America, Kim, who set up Sober is the New Cool, which is a charity that I'm an ambassador for. And she did that because her son couldn't drink because he had epilepsy and she was sitting there going you don't need to drink honey and she was drinking a glass of wine and she said I was such a hypocrite so she stopped and set up this not-for-profit company that helps teenagers stop drinking and it's just people like that I could name 50 because there's so many and I'm meeting them all the time but you know just know if you if you do think that you have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol get onto Instagram and just you know look up look for the hashtag sober or sobriety and you will find people who you would like to connect with and and that's that's the most kind of that's the advice i would give to anyone because you can be anonymous there you can set up a new account not put a photo on it and you can just read and listen to other people's stories and you will pick up nuggets of information that will stick um and quite frankly if you're already thinking about that you know that you've got a problem with it if you don't think you have a problem with alcohol, stop drinking. If you do think you have a problem with alcohol, stop drinking, you know. And, and really, in an ideal world, that's what I would love it if, if alcohol, if you tried to sell alcohol now, if you brought it out and showed the proof of what it did to people, it would be illegal. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> but it's money. It, it causes a lot of damage, doesn't it, alcohol, yeah. you know, when it comes to... Three million people 
a year die because of alcohol. That's the UN's latest statistic. That's incredible. Compared to other things, illicit things that are, are banned or illegal, which we won't get into. That's another no, podcast, I guess, and you can get into. And that is uh, that is another thing to bring up as well, is the what ifs. Uh, the what, what is it? What's the, the term for it? Is, um, um, I've forgotten the term. Oh, Simon Bell would be screaming at me right now. There's a term for that. Well, what about, what about ism? There you go. That's the word. What What's about ism? Yeah. Yeah, but what about this? And what about that? Do you hear that a lot? Is there any sort of counter arguments that you've, come across is it something that you've heard a lot about people what do you mean like people trying to get me to drink again? yeah but what about this or what about weed or what about cigarettes or what about this you know is there anybody that comes up and says anything like that you know i've i've i'm not a drug person i never took no, when no, i say no, i'm not a drug no. person alcohol is a drug which is, is quite ironic because i would drug. go around saying i don't take drugs and now i was drinking wine you i know? suppose when you when you're starting off with alcohol there's nothing you can what about that mm. with because that is like no. the socially accepted thing i suppose yeah um but it's, you know, I mean, you know, chocolate, all these other things. and, and Sugar, I, yeah. Sugar yeah, sugars, and sugar's a dangerous one to, to kind of, but it's something because there's so much in alcohol that you do get sugar cravings when you stop because your body is so used. Yeah, I used to yeah. never eat sweet food, never eat cake. I would say I just don't eat sweet food, but it's because I was getting so much sugar from wine. So when I stopped, I just started scoffing packs of Jaffa cakes or a whole Victoria sponge. It's like, who am I? This is disgusting. <laughs> but give me more, you know. It was yeah. very much like that. But I think the thing is that you find your true self and again, that just sounds not like the kind of thing I say, but it is true. And, and you you have to look at yourself. And I've I've looked at myself in the mirror and said, I love you. And it felt so weird, really weird and uncomfortable. But it made me cry because I realized not only did I never say that to myself, I didn't believe it. And and I really had started yeah. to really not like myself very much and, and doubt myself. And it's just like you were saying about, do people really care? Well, this can't be that important, what I do. But now I'm, I'm, I have grown in confidence so much because I think I did that and I've changed. And also I don't say things now that I can't remember. I don't say things now that I regret. It's, you know, I, I might have an argument or something and say, like, I'm sorry about that, but I don't do things because I'm drunk. And that has changed it. It's changed everything because I'm I'm so much taller now and I, I stand there and I'm confident. My memory's better. I will say the same thing I, I tonight that I did last Wednesday. And there's none of that shame or regret involved in any aspects of my life anymore. All of that came from alcohol. It sounds incredible because, I, you know, thinking about that, me, the thought of me looking in a mirror, looking at myself and going, I love you, Alex, is just a big... It's weird. Yeah, like, to be true to yourself. Yeah. It, it, you know, you could probably stand there and say, I love you, you know, but to actually mean it, no. like, And that's, that represents all of my, what I am. Mm -hmm. The only things I'd say is I'm a good dad. I think I'm a good husband. Um, <laughs> you, yeah. My wife just glares at me. <laughs> She's smiling over there in the corner. I'm here, I can see her. She's got a beaming smile. The uh, thing is, it shouldn't be weird. And, and if you say that and you say it on your own when there's no one else, it shouldn't feel weird to say, I love you, because you should love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, you're not going to be the best dad or the best husband. You're not going to be looking after yourself. It, and it's, these are the things that I'm learning that before I was like, oh, please give me a break. I don't want to talk about that stuff. Actually, it's so important and it's so 
Are you taking a photo? I'm of taking it? a photo. I always do this. I always forget to say, I can shall. I, get that out? I shall be. You can do if you like. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will take a proper one at the end. Okay. Um, but um, no, I went. So today I was wearing my shoes biscuit t-shirts. It's nice to wear, wear them now and again. I don't always show wear. off. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Look at my merch, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, what this? Me? Yes. There's a couple of times people ask me about it. The shoes biscuit podcast, mm. and, and I almost shy away from talking about it. And that's because I, I get a bit nervous about what it is I do. And that's my that's self-esteem, definitely a self-esteem yeah. thing. So I'm, I'm I'm envious of this 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 new you, and I lo- I love that. I love yeah. that. I'm very, very proud of your your journey and what you're, you. what you're doing because I feel it's incredible, and it can only help better others as well. Especially the the sober effect podcast. How's that been as a tra- as a th- as a thing for you to do? Oh, I love it. I really love it, and I love having a co-host. You must know this because it's nice because we we do a sandwich where we which is what we call it where we speak at the beginning and the end, and then we interview someone in the middle. Hmm. Um, and so we do them at two separate times. And so I've just become really close to Steph, who's my co-host. I've never met her, obviously, because she's 4,000 miles away. Where in America is she? She is in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. okay. Uh, which randomly I went to. I, I took off once and, and just traveled across America for two months on my own. And uh, I went to this place where she lives. And I've got a sticker of it on my wall, which is just really bizarre. Because she said where she lived. And I went, I'm really, sounds familiar. And I don't know why. Because I was really drunk when I traveled across America. And it's all a bit of a blur. Um, I might well have met her, actually. But it's, she's over there. But I love the podcast. And I love it because the people that I speak to, I am genuinely interested in what they have to say. I'm not doing it. I don't get any money for it. It's I do all the editing myself, but the people we meet are fascinating and they're inspirational. And it's just more kind of, it's just filling that that glass fuller and fuller because they're positive and, and they keep me on the right track. And if I tried to do this on my own and I had never picked up Instagram, never met any of these people, it would have been a real struggle because... I wouldn't have anyone to inspire me. And actually, we all need that. We need someone. And when you're feeling like your shoulders slump and you feel like I just can't do it, you need someone who's going to come on either side of you and pick you up and say, look, we're going to carry you for a little bit. You've got this. We've been like that. And it, people do that. It's like a relay. They they take turns and no one is ever left behind. And I know this sounds like this kind of utopia, like this place can't exist, but it really is like that. Um, and the podcast we get to speak to people who are who have the most incredible stories just like you do i'm sure who who ha- who know what they're talking about about their specific subject yeah and it's it's a privilege to get to talk to them i love speaking to creators and um the minds of actors singers you know people that mm-hmm. go out there and do things that i can't yeah i love that and you know when it comes to speaking to the professionals of something that you are feeling quite euphoric about which i can i can feel that yeah uh, the experts behind that, it must be quite an elation for you to be able to, to, to have those conversations yeah. with those people because they're your peers. Yeah, they are. And, and I can ask all the questions that are spinning around in my mind and they've got proper answers for them. I thought you couldn't give me a high five. <laughs> a mini biscuit. Um, yeah, I, I have the. Have you come across the hard cider thing yet? The cider hard cider thing? No. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Tom Bruno is my co-host from uh, Thorskin, Yusuk and the Alan Tom of it all, which by the way, if you were listening to Al and Tommy, but all there are a couple of aspects. One is our internet. Uh, the reason why we're not doing it anymore, anymore is because our internet sucks here, and we're waiting to get the uh, the fiber put in. And we've been in an apartment, it's blah, 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 blah. Um, and also my new job. So if that all works out, then we can carry on doing that. But he's my he's my he's like a 
a brother I've never met, and he lives in Vermont. And we've been podcasting for about six years now. Where in Vermont? Um, he lives in Newport, Vermont. Yeah, I know it. Yeah? All my family went to Middlebury College in Vermont. Um, oh, wow. My brother, my dad, my grandparents. That's fantastic. So I know, I know Vermont. I know Newport. Oh, yeah. wow. That's very nice. That's very cool. He's, he, can, like, he can like throw a shoe onto the, the, the Canadian border, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Beautiful there. And we had a conversation about, um, I was like, I think at the time, I was like, I'm drinking cider. I was like, oh, I've, I've drank like five ciders. I'm getting a little bit tipsy. He was like, what are you, five? And I was like, what are you going on about? cider over there is apple juice yeah i was like if i if you come over here <laughs> and you start giving your kids cider we're gonna have, to have a conversation yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we had that kind of, and that's what started us off down the track with you suck us uk because there's so much guilt lost in translation mm, doesn't it with yeah. our, our languages have you found that with steph yeah <laughs> and it's hilarious and what did she say the other day oh no i'm not gonna be able to remember it oh she said something um oh what was it <laughs> I'm not going to remember it and it was hilarious I just said God, do you mean this and she went yeah I knew you were going to pick up on that <laughs> and I was like you can't say that I'm cutting that out cut that out the, that do, the, the, the W word gets thrown a lot because uh, what's that was and another one we had a massive argument me and Tom there's a couple actually we've had blazing rows about stuff one is the the biscuits thing I was like that's yeah. a that's a, that's a savory it's a scone warm scone that you put butter on in and the America. gravy you put on there is like it's like that looks like frogs born to me like it looks horrible um and then the other one was english muffin there's a an english muffin is not a crumpet a crumpet is a crumpet yeah. right don't yeah. call it an english yeah. muffin because it's a crumpet right I'll, I'll, I'll yeah so we've had a few arguments over over the time yeah i'm american so i'm going to drop that bomb on you because my parents are both american my mum's from kentucky and my dad's from new york all my family live well tell them right all my family <laughs> live in the states and until i went to school i had an american accent and i still say things that are like sidewalk sometimes and stuff because i haven't lost completely so i find it really difficult because i get really confused because i my brain goes is this american is this english so I, I I am fascinated between the differences between them. It's something it's, I could again talk to you about for hours. Um, there's a girl on um, on Facebook and on Instagram at the moment, TikTok. She's Yorkshire Peach, I think her name is. Yeah. And she's a Texan, and she's living in up north Yorkshire, obviously. And that her accent must be. It's it's up. it's. I'll, I'll try and find her. Um, she's the some of the stuff she does is really fun because she will like. Um, she was trying things with, uh, what was it? Chocolate biscuits. Things you can do with chocolate biscuits. Uh, Yorkshire puddings, that's it. But she's cooking Yorkshire puddings. She's lived there for yeah. a few years. But she was like, uh, send me in recipes for Yorkshire puddings. So they try it with chocolate. Try it with a bit of sugar. Try it with this. Um, and she was doing, she, she's very fun. Um, let me see if I can so get a bit of her accent. I've remembered the word. Oh, yeah. Fire she said, me. you know, most people have their Nietzsche's. Niches. Yeah, a niche. Yeah. She said, or niches, she said. Niches. Most people have a niche. And I went, I'd, what's a niche? And she went, I knew you were going to say that. You know, you say niche. And I was like, you can't call it a niche. But apparently that that yeah. is common over there. And let you know how I got on with the Stanley versus the Duke. So I've been using both for the last couple of days. <laughs> She's got like a... I love... See, my mum had that southern accent. Right. Um, 
But she I goes, right? <laughs> then she sounds, but you can't work it out, can you? Which bits? Is this, you just mesmerised by the by the she, accent. She get people sending food from all around the world and stuff. Really? But she's, she's wonderful. And following that journey has been really nice. Yeah. I, I did reach out. I was kind of like, I got, got when we were doing My the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's worked so many times. We've spoken to some of the biggest stars in the world with you, Suck. Uh, we, uh, oh. <laughs> of myself, of course. <laughs> Um, which was always been a pleasure. Um, but the podcast is such an amazing journey and I, 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 I can't, I, your journey is going to be amazing with this. I can already feel it, you know, because, um, you've already got a really good following. You're doing this for the right reasons. And I feel like when you explain who you are and what your journey is, when you want to speak to someone on your podcast, I feel like you can only say yes. And your journey is going to be one that is amazing. Like all my podcasts and everything I do is taking me on one of the most amazing journeys. I've, I've interviewed people from all around the world and uh, I I just want to wish you the best of luck with it, honestly. Thank you so much. And, and I wish you'd say exactly that to yourself as well. <laughs> as you were saying it to me, I, I was thinking, I feel the same way about you. So there you go. You need to start saying I love you in the mirror more. I do. <laughs> um, because it, it is incredible and, and not everyone has a voice and that's okay. You know, there you don't have to talk about it you don't but you don't have to feel ashamed if someone else is going to stand up and talk about it and say there's nothing to be ashamed about that counts for so much for so many people um and that's why i'm doing it and i'm i make a fool of myself on my instagram i mean you've seen some of my videos i love your instagram it's so free <laughs> it's so it's so you and that's, well, that's what people say that say we, we can tell you're not at because a lot of people have all the you know the eyelashes and the kind of they're trying to get people to send them clothes and i'm just i never brush my hair and you know you, you've you've interviewed <laughs> tass i think you know her oh, I know and Tat, yeah, she's, she's a friend great. of mine and i love her account there's just some people you can tell it's just authentic and I, to be honest i don't have time not to be authentic i i you know I, I film but i've got lots of ideas and you know when i was saying i've got to find a way to to alcohol no longer gives me that instant release Instagram is what I use. It's my soundboard. I, I, I'm very creative. I pick it up. I have 20 ideas a day, maybe four of them. I'll pick up, shoot, post, and then it's gone. And then I move on to my work again. And and I that's what Instagram has given me. It's kind of replaced my alcohol. I guess your tools as a creator or as a writer, as someone that makes mm -hmm. things, um, which we haven't even talked about, no. by the way, your career. No. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to. I mean, what, what is it you actually do? So you I'm, I'm a freelance writer, so I work for... I mean, for anyone, really. Every every day is different. Do you write I, articles for magazines or...? Not so much articles. I'm more of a... Um, so I will write sort of courses. Like I said, I've written courses for the UN yeah, yeah. Um, and I've I've written Donald Duck comics and I've... Or Disney comics. Um, I've done, you know... Ooh, you can help me then. I'm looking at something at the moment. I'm sorry. That's yeah. yeah. really got me excited. Yeah, no, I, oh. I write content. So people can come to me and say, can you write... Um, we need a whole... So um, like Epilepsy Action came to me and said, we've got this website. It's full of content but it isn't appropriate for children. So we need to rewrite all of this for children, but we don't want to scare them. So that we have to find a way. So I did that for them. I did like an under 12s and then a teen. I've done um, content on menopause. I've written a book, which is a kind of like futuristic sci-fi book with someone who's written it. I've ed helped them edit it, helped, you know, I've, I've been the managing editor of, of hundreds of books. I worked in publishing, um, and wow. I've worked in, in scholastic film. I've done like books to film. I have I have done so much in my life, which is why when you look at people and you think of people who have a problem with drink, it is not this person sitting on a bench because it was me. And and 
people wanted, people thought I was really successful and I was really successful and I was really happy. Did you ever turn in something that was affected by your drink and you were like, why did I, what? Did I turn in something? My mind's more actions, I think I would say. I've I've probably done things that I would never have done if I hadn't been drinking. So you haven't and I will tell you about Chardonnay whilst typing something up and you've gone, oh, why the f- No, I've not I done that. that. I'm no. actually very professional, weirdly. Um, not weirdly, gratefully, because I've got good relationships with everyone I've ever worked for, but I was never late for work. And I've turned out with like smashed up faces because I've fallen over at oh. book launches and at the Kensington Roof Gardens, for example. And that was that was pretty. But you know, um, no, I've 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 always managed to do the work I've been I've been commissioned to do. I feel like we could go. I feel like this this podcast has just started to kick in now. Yeah. It's just starting to kick in Put now. We've been going for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think I'd love to get you back on. I, I really feel like we could do. We could definitely cover more. Um, I want to talk. I'd love to talk to you about the effects of creativity mm-hmm. and this. Yeah. Because. You know, I found it really interesting how you said you were worried about how it was going to affect your work. And actually, it's kind of supercharged it in a way, yeah. which is very, surprising. very interesting. Yeah. Very surprising. It, it's not what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that's that's a thing because I feel like people, whether it comes to drugs, alcohol, mental health, uh, relationships, these kind of things, if you feel like, oh, oh, I'm getting a divorce. It's going to really affect my work. Or I, I need to go and get some counseling. It's going to affect my work. Or I'm going to... Mm. I feel like we always do that to ourselves, don't it's we? It's mindset. So when I tried to give up before, and I know I need to stop talking, yeah, but yeah. When, I, when I tried, you can cut this. When I tried to yes. give up before, I thought I'm not allowed alcohol. I want it, but I can't have it because I'm saying I'm not drinking. And it was horrible. It was really hard. And my mindset was totally wrong. And I eventually drank again. This time I was angry with alcohol. And I thought, I am not going to give you any more of my life. I don't need you. And I don't want you. And I literally saw myself as sort of She-Ra going out to battle. And I'm like, my family's behind me. You're not getting past me. And I and I visualize that because that I'm a very visual person. I'm a visual learner. I was terrible at school, but I'm, I'm smart. But I, you know, so for me, I created this story and it's me against alcohol. And I went out and I went, I'm not not allowed something I don't want. I don't want it. And that this time I've done it that way. And it has been a completely different experience because you tell someone they can't have something. Of course they want it. Even if they don't like it, they're going to want it. But if you tell someone, you know, yeah, you can have it, but it's really bad for you and it's going to affect all the people you love and it's a pickpocket while it's telling you it's going to, oh, look what what I can give you. It's taking everything out of your pocket when you're not looking. That's what alcohol does. It's a complete liar. And because of my mindset and the way I approach this, it's been fun, interesting, positive, achievable. And and so you're right. Mindset is massive, whether it's a divorce uh, you know losing your job you can go oh what am I going to do I'm just going to be you know I'm going to lose everything or you can go okay now's an opportunity I didn't really like it anyway mm. what am I going to do this is exciting and I think any coach would tell you that well it's this 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 uh this this journey of gratitude that I've been going through at the moment that made me realize actually do you know what I'm good at what I do yeah. I've got these skills I've got this 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 and this and this and this and which led up to job offers left right and center yeah. which was great for me because I was kind of like oh actually there yeah. is a bit of love out yeah. there for Whiteley do you know what I mean because so, of your attitude though yeah. if you'd gone oh yeah well you know well I did that for years yeah years I did but that. it's not appealing you wouldn't yeah. want to hire someone who wasn't confident in their own ability to do yeah. a job and and it's the same thing with anything if you think i'm going to do this i'm going to do this well and i am worth it and it to me it's always been such a cheesy thing to say but oh my god it works mm. it works so well 
well, I just think what you're doing is great. Keep doing it. Please keep doing it because you are definitely helping people. And uh, it's great to see what it's doing for you as well. Um, uh, tell people where they can listen to the podcast. It's really important. You can listen everywhere. I mean, it's downloaded. Steph does all of that. And it's downloaded onto all of the platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple. It's called The Sober Effect. Um, and then I am walking the straight line and there's underscore on on instagram if you want to have a laugh i'll put the links for these things yeah. on the podcast as well um follow the instagram as well because it's great uh, the podcast is fantastic um and uh, thank you so much for joining me on today's show it's been truly awesome speaking to you and i feel like we do it again in fact i'm going to mention pod aid properly i mentioned it a little bit on the intro but um providing everything's okay with this new job and i've got the time and be, be able to do it um I am going to be doing Pod Aid 3, which is a 24-hour live podcast, which we've done twice already to raise money for Lincoln Davis. We're doing it later in the year this year, though, because I wanted it to coincide with our five-year birth, fifth birthday for the Shoes of Biscuit. I thought it'd be really nice. Um, so we're going to be doing it, 24 guests over 24 hours, live, completely live. Um, and I'd love to invite you as a guest. I'd love to. I've done, I did this recently at Christmas. Um and it was a similar sort of thing and it was amazing and everyone knew they could log in and as you can probably tell i'm fine with chatting constantly <laughs> non-stop for an hour say i'm in <laughs> i think you'd be a fantastic guest <laughs> for that because um lingan davis health and her well-being and it yeah. kind of fits in um so i i would definitely uh kate is in i'm I've in put, that there so it'll be in october i think we're gonna be doing it. see i've got to stop i can't drink now can i no see the, all these little things add up and i think well, i can't possibly ever drink in because i've got that thing in no october. there you go yeah october yeah and then stoptober thank you so much for joining me um thank you how amazing was that uh kate on this episode i thought she was fantastic um she held me up on this one absolutely um, and I feel like it's always a case with the shoes with biscuit that within sort of a few a, a bit of time people sort of relax into it. But like Kate was a natural from the go, um, and I feel like with every sort of podcast or interview I do, I speak to people I've never met before and I have done for years uh, on hundreds of occasions. And I feel like during the time our time together as we record a podcast, we kind of like form a a relationship, you know, a talking relationship, a, a, a kind of chemistry as we go along and um i think by the end of this podcast me and kate have, have created something that i feel like we can absolutely just gel on with um i was blown away by her actually i think she was a great guest and i'm really really grateful that she could be a part of this podcast um so thank you so much kate and uh you know this podcast i think will go on to help an awful lot of people i'm just really really blown away by um how how generally people can talk about this because you know i know it's a difficult subject and uh but it seems to me like this community um that kate is part of and uh, what she's talking about there's a real openness about it and that's really really special you know you can you can you can listen to podcasts like what kate makes uh, you can go onto instagram communities and just talk and um, no one's going to judge you um, they'll talk, they'll know exactly where you're coming from in most circumstances and you'll be able to just gel with people and that is exactly what we need whether we're talking about um, uh, substance abuse uh, whether we're talking about mental health issues uh, whether we're talking about relationship help or financial help if you can have those sort of just common conversations you know carefree not carefree it's the wrong word to, but like very relaxed in a very relaxed setting then that's that just helps so much really really does um 
So thank you so much again, Kate, for coming on. And if this is your first time listening to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast, please like give us some support. We, um, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, uh, we're on LinkedIn, and we're on TikTok. Uh, your follows and your supports, um, your shares, your social media sets, they all really, really help. So uh, thank you so much for that. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in today. I really do appreciate every single one of you, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace out.